ask that you open your Bibles tonight to Colossians chapter 4. We'll be looking at verses 2 and 3 tonight, taking a break from from the Psalms of Ascent, which we will continue on Sunday. And as you're turning there, uh, for you who are on Facebook, especially the Facebook group, you saw that today is a day of prayer. Remember the video we watched about a month ago? So um, after, after I can finish preaching tonight, we will have a special time of prayer. And uh, so, and this sermon is tied into this uh, prayer. Uh, prayer meeting, so you guess you say we'll have an old-fashioned prayer meeting tonight. So, But Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, and before we read the Word of God, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your Word, and thank you for the opportunity and the gift to be able to pray, Lord, to come into your presence and uh, Lord, uh, b- Lord, you've already blessed your word. Just Lord, use it to convict us to pray more, to be more devoted to prayer, and help me, your unworthy servant, as I proclaim your word tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, we read the words of the Apostle Paul, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. John Calvin stated, If we do not pray, We are like a man who neglects a treasure buried and hidden in the earth after it has been pointed out to him. What he's saying is prayer is a great treasure. It's something that uh, we often, we just forget how how the the great treasure prayer is. I was watching this uh, video of... uh, it seems like Taylor Swift is the biggest thing on earth right now. And I saw all these uh, people greeting her as she's going in. I guess she's going into her motel room. I mean, they were going crazy and crying and all this. And, and they were just overjoyed to meet this uh, Taylor Swift. If only we could have that joy when we meet with God in prayer. That we'd have that joy. And really, that's what we're doing. We're meeting God in prayer. He has uh, gifted us this, but too often we neglect it, don't we? I know I'm guilty, and you're guilty, and we're all guilty. But we as Christians should pray daily. And the Apostle Paul in these two verses of Scripture gives us some instructions about prayer. And I just want to entitle this message, Call to Pray, or Call to Prayer. First of all, he tells us to continue in prayer. And that word continue means to be devoted or continue steadfastly in prayer. If I was to ask you about your spiritual life, you know, how's your spiritual life? Or if somebody asks you, how's your spiritual life going? What's the usually one of two things coming to my mind? That is my prayer life 
and my Bible reading. You know, how well am I doing? I mean, that's the first two things. Uh, and, and really, those two things are connected together. You know, prayer is so much a part of our life, or it should be part of your Christian life, that we should be praying, as he states here, continue in prayer, be steadfast in prayer, to be devoted to praying. And prayer is not just for just, you know, just a few people, you know, a few professionals. It's for all of us to pray daily to God. In 1 Samuel chapter 12, in 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 23, we read the words of the prophet Samuel. And these words should convict you. They convict me, I know. Where Samuel said, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. You know, prayerlessness is a sin. To not pray is a sin. And he's saying, if I cease to pray for you, talking to the people of Israel, I'm sinning against the Lord. Because all sin ultimately is against God. It, it's a sin because it shows a lack of dependence upon God. It shows a dependence upon self. And we're too often, all of us have a tendency to want to depend upon ourselves and our own being. And sometimes it also shows a lack of faith. We, you ever sometimes feel like when you pray that it's not going above the ceiling? Is this, any time, is this really working? That's the, the devil, your flesh. My friends, we're to be devoted to prayer, to continue in prayer. Because prayerlessness can also be, is also a sign of a lack of concern for others when you don't pray for others. Uh, that when you hear somebody in need who has a prayer need and you don't pray for it, you're not taking their needs to the throne of God. Uh, if, you know, if there's somebody that you're friends with and they're lost and you're not lifting them up, it, it shows a lack of concern for them. Uh, we should not only try to witness to them, but pray for their soul. Pray that the Lord uh, will open their heart. Now going back to Colossians chapter 4, later on in that chapter in verse 12, Paul mentions Epaphus, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervent for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Notice he says about this saint, what is he always doing He's laboring or striving fervently for you in prayer. There is a mistaken idea that prayer is some sort of relaxation. The Bible never says that. It never says you're relaxing when you pray. It's a work. It's a work. Um, if you remember in Acts chapter 6, uh, when they established deacons, the, the apostles wanted to, what they wanted to dedicate themselves to the ministry of prayer and the Word. What is the two greatest ministries they mention? Prayer and the ministry of the Word. 
Prayer is important. It's not inactivity. You might hear somebody say, "We got to put you got to put some legs to that prayer." Now there may be. Now don't get me wrong. Sometimes there may be a truth to that. I I remember a seminary professor of mine, Doctor Don McCormick, who mentioned that when he was pastoring, it was this guy that would come by his house just he was getting where he came back every week so he had a toothache a tooth that was bothering him and he said i need you to pray for my toothache and finally uh brother don's said brother i don't mind praying for you but you need to go see a dentist all i got's a pair of pliers and you better go see the dentist i don't mind praying for you but you know the answer to your prayers is going to the dentist you know, that's putting feet to your prayers. If you know the answer to your prayer, uh, there it is. God's already answered your prayer. Go to the dentist and pray that the dentist do a good job. But sometimes that idea of putting feet to your prayers shows a lack of faith. Oh, you're not doing nothing when you pray. Uh, but prayer is so important, my friends, for what we do. For this, it says about this saint that he was always laboring fervently for you in prayers or or he was wrestling in prayer you ever done that for somebody or you ever just had a prayer session by yourself where you wept for somebody uh that's wrestling for them when you pray in for their maybe they they're they're going through something and you, they've just maybe they've broken your heart and you can't you, you just hate to see where they're going in their life and you're just praying for the Lord to do something or maybe they're sick in bed in a hospital and they don't know you don't know if they're going to survive and you're just pleading with God if it's his will to heal them to pull them through or are you worried about somebody and are you maybe you're worried about something in your own life and you're just in tears look that's labor. That's spiritual labor, struggling. When I was uh, in Florida, I was a member of First Baptist Church in Ocala. And that church is a huge church now. It runs about, when I was there, about a thousand people or more, a little over a thousand. Huge church. But the pastor there, Brother uh, Darren Gaddis, told a story that was well known about First Baptist Ocala. And I love that story that he told uh, that after the American Civil War, that church had been devastated. It was, this was an old church, First Baptist Ocala. And if you know anything about the American Civil War, it was a brutal, bloody war, the bloodiest war we've ever fought. We romanticize it too often in movies today, but it really was a brutal, ugly war. And after the war, many of the churches were devastated because... There was a lack of men. And, I mean, people had died. Everybody knew somebody had died. And after 1865, there wasn't hardly anybody. There wasn't anybody for that. That church almost died. It was one little lady was all that was left. was the only member because there had been so much devastation. And I can't remember her name, but the story was told that on Sunday morning, this was long before there was a church on every corner like there is today. Remember, this is Ocala, Florida. Kind of was more like wilderness in that day and time, I'm sure. But on Sunday morning, she would get up out of her house, get her Bible, go down to the church building, 
open the doors like that. Come and sit on a pew, open her Bible, pray, and read the Word. She'd do that every Sunday. And he mentioned that that one lady praying for the church, all it, she was all that was left. It was down just a little flicker. But God blessed her prayers, and the church eventually came back. Just shows you, my friends, that God, you know, you never know uh, what your prayers will do and how faithfulness. God uh, loves faithfulness in His saints. In Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18 in verse 1, Jesus tells us, he, he, he spake a parable unto them to this end that men are always to pray and not to faint or not to give up. Pray and don't give up. There's people that, some, that I sometimes want to give up praying for. And this reminds me, don't faint. Keep praying. Keep praying for them. Look, your flesh wants to say, "Well, it's, uh, it's, it's." Look, I, you know that. Give up, don't give up. Keep praying, my friends. Uh, the Apostle Paul uh, st states in First Thessalonians, in First Thessalonians, uh, chapter five and verse seventeen. This is a well-known uh, scripture. I know you've heard it before. It says, "Pray." without ceasing now of course nobody can pray non-stop 24 hours a day seven days a week but the meaning paul is stating here always be in a state of prayer you know you you can always pray you don't have to be in here in this church building or in your prayer closet in your devotion time you can pray while you're at work and and i'm sure that most of us do if somebody said, hey, prayer's never been taken out of school, I promise you it's never been taken. You ever got, we're in school, and you found out you didn't study for something, and you said, Lord, help me. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's praying you know, off the cuff. Uh, uh, you know, we, we, we can pray at any time. And look, it, many people get intimidated about prayer. But let me remind you that, that prayer doesn't have to be long. The Lord's Prayer, I think, is just, you can, I mean, if you read it, it's about 20 seconds long. Short prayer, but it's the model prayer. On the other hand, you can read Solomon's dedication of the temple and in the Old Testament. It's a long prayer. Prayer doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be short. But we should pray. Going back to Colossians again, he says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving or be vigilant in prayer. To watch is to be awake spiritually. Even in prayer, the devil's going to attack you. Be awake in your prayers. Uh, don't just uh, mumble your prayers, but pray watching spiritually. Jesus told His disciples in the garden of gethsemane watch and pray that you faint not you know we, we're also called here to pray with a thankful heart pray with thanksgiving 
while you're praying for others. Remember, you know, we can always, or we should always be thankful to God when we're praying. Uh, C.H. Spurgeon said that prayer should be mingled with praise. It's not just me uh, getting a, you know, a, a little list here and going off to God, but we should be giving Him thanks for this opportunity, giving Him thanks for all the blessings that He gives us. You know, in good times and bad times, we should pray to God and give thanks. Uh, what's that saying? I know you hear, hear it often, but it's so true. God is good all the time. All the time. Good times and bad times. Uh, he's there with us. Uh, it is always good to praise the Lord, to pray for others. So well, let us watch and pray with thanksgiving. And, and then he also says, with all praying also for us. Now here's the Apostle Paul, man who wrote close to half the New Testament, maybe half the New Testament. I know people debate over the book of Hebrews, but but wrote a good, a, the vast portion of the New Testament. And what is he saying? Pray for me. Pray for me. He's asking the Colossian Christians to pray for him. Listen, never, never, never be too bashful or prideful to ask somebody to pray for you. It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength that you're trusting God and you want other brothers and sisters to pray mm -hmm. For you. You have a problem? Get some prayer support. We all need prayer support, my friends. Every single one of us. I need it. You need it. The Apostle Paul here said he needed. He was asking the Colossian Christians, pray for me. Notice in Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. verses uh, 30 through 33, where he's, he tells the Roman church, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. He says, I ask you to strive together with me in your with me in your prayers to God for me. Please pray for me. Strive with me. Join me in praying that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea and that my service which I have for, for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may would you be refreshed. He's saying pray for me in all this and then he says in verse 33 now the God of peace be with you all. He pray. He says, I'm a, he gives a special uh, short prayer for them right there. May the God of peace be with you. May he give you his peace. Look, when we ask people to pray for us, let's pray for them. It all goes around, my friends. In 1 Thessalonians 5.25, the Apostle Paul said, Brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. And I'll say that to you. Pray for me. And, I, and I'll pray for you. Uh, you know, I believe that when we pray, it should kind of, it's a practice I think is good. You know, pray for your own needs. Uh, then pray for your, your family. Pray for your friends, your church. And then pray for uh, your people you work with, or you know. 
Pray for uh, your country. Pray, just expand out your prayer. Don't just make it just me-centered or even just for praying for other people. Have a well-rounded prayer life, praying for yourself and others. Uh, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, Again, Paul says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have a free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from the unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. He says, pray for us. Pray that the word of God will have a free course and we be delivered from wicked people. He was saying, let's pray for the advancement of the gospel and we should pray for that we should pray for the advancement of the gospel for our witness here as a church that each of us can be a witness to those around us who have not faith and that we not only witness but we pray for them E.M. Bounds said prayers are deathless they outlive the lives of those who uttered them just think there could be somebody that you're praying for. Maybe you're praying for their soul. And you may not get to see it here on this earth. But the fruit may come later after you're gone. You just never know, my friends. And I think that's what Bounds was saying. We just we keep praying and praying. Matthew Henry stated, Keep up your, your constant times of prayer without being diverted from it by other business. That's always a danger that I face. I know speaking personally. We can be praying and then there's something else that will divert us away from it. We'll get our mind on something else. You ever be, be in prayer? You're in prayer and then something else comes to your mind. And all of a sudden you get sidetracked. That, that's how, the, that's how your, the devil works. That's how your flesh works. Keep, keep praying. Don't Give up, my friends. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, John tells us, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. I think that's such a beautiful, balanced view of prayer that we should all apply, my friends. You know, this is the confidence that we have in Him, in God. That if we ask it according to His will, and that's something we should always seek when we pray for others, He heareth us. He answers us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. Oh, how we should seek the Lord's will in our prayer life and to pray for others and pray for our own needs. Uh, to, to, to close out here, going back to, uh, to Colossians, he stated that pray for us that a door of utterance again Paul's 
asking for doors to be opened to speak the mysteries of Christ, which I'm also in bonds. Oh, even though he was in bonds, Paul was looking for an opportunity to spread the gospel for an open door. Oh, we should pray for that every day. And as said earlier, this is a day of prayer. Uh, and I tell you something we should pray for. And we often neglect this, that we should pray for doors to be opened, to share the gospel, for hearts to be open to hear the gospel. I know that you have people that you know and you love who are lost. I have some that's heavy on my heart tonight. Oh, how we should pray for them and pray that the Holy Spirit open their heart to believe. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most merciful God, Lord, we thank you for this time of prayer that we're about to have, and we thank you, Lord, that, that we can even come into your presence. Oh, Lord, lay on our hearts tonight those who need prayer. And, Lord, uh, and, and Lord just uh, uh, help us to be a people of prayer and not neglect such an opportunity that we have through our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name I pray, amen.